You're listening to the New Century Multiverse. Secret Rooms. Definitive Edition. Chapter 21. Mysteries in the Dark. From the journals of Private James Penrose. And Private Abigail Gray. Briar Hill, West Virginia. October 21st, 1882. I rushed forward in the dark, to see if I could catch the last traces of the anomaly we'd witnessed, but to no avail. I cracked my knee against the sturdy desk that a few hours beforehand Krieger had been sat at, while he furnished us in all earnestness with flights of what at the time was received as preposterous science fiction. James? I'm here. Holy mother of fuck! He knew! He knew all along they could do that. They left us. I smiled to myself at this. I would have to explain nothing to my companion. Abigail had come to the same conclusions as I, bypassing my own sense of wonder and landing straight on indignation. The incident had taken place over mere seconds, but it had violently jarred my outlook. I found it impossible to remain wholly sceptical under these circumstances. This could not be a fever dream brought on by stress. We had both seen, heard, smelled, and felt too much evidence. Too many senses had been presented with new data for this to be some kind of manipulative conjuring trick. Therefore, until further information had come to light disproving these possibilities, I simply had to accept for the time being that Krieger and Greta had apparently stepped out of our dimension and into another. Keep your voice low. They left us. We're just two pigs in a blanket now, waiting for the Wendigos to guzzle us down. Listen, our plan was to wait until the captain returned with reinforcements at dawn. That hasn't changed, although many other things admittedly have. You're damn right they have. Okay, okay, you're right. I always am. We need to light this candle again. Where's the matches? I saw some in the kitchen earlier. Okay, well, do you know the way? Because I can't see a thing. I fumbled for the wall, running my hands along the doorframe and down the waist level. Mercifully, my fingers found the rope secured to the wall. By my recollection, a network of these ran all over the house, a safety measure for Greta in her sightlessness, that now served the two of us, trapped as we were, in this forbidding blackness. There's the rope. Hold on to it and follow me. Got it. On our hands and knees, we traced our way back out of the study, down the length of the hallway, crossing over to the other side and into the kitchen. Once we were there, a lengthy process of gently feeling out the surroundings took over. Everything in the dark felt misshapen and alien, with hard edges and unexpected corners. Closing my eyes and picturing the kitchen in its earlier candlelight, I stood with my right knee touching the corner of the table in the centre of the room, and turned to my left. I visualised the matches on a little shelf at eye height, reached out into space, gingerly, and nudged my hand against what turned out to be the box I was looking for. Triumphantly, I retrieved a match, and as the orange flame snapped into life, I could see Abigail's relieved face appear out of the dark. Let's light a bunch of these things, just in case... I don't want to be crawling around here blind again tonight. We collected ourselves, 
lit a second candle for Abigail, and traversed the lower rooms, retrieving our packs and anything else that might be of use, reconvening in the kitchen again to take stock. Okay, I found six candles. That ain't so good. We'll put one in each room. How many matches? Eleven. It looks like he made them himself out of sulfur. That doesn't seem enough for them to get by on. Do you think he took the supply with him and left us just enough for the night? That would stand to reason. What would it be like for bullets? Not good. What started out as our limited supply has just been demoted to real limited. I think there's seven for the Colts and three for my Winchester. Plus we have the Clementine. You know how to use this yet? Uh, no. Me either. But I'll carry it anyway as a last resort. Look, I'm going to give you five of the pistol bullets. If it comes to a firefight, you're going to have to try your damn best for a headshot each time. I'll take two, and we'll share the Winchester. That's it? That's it. You got a deck of cards? I need to write all of this down in, in case... I mean to say... It, this should be recorded. Oh yeah, and we got this. Two Vox Tubes. That should give us an hour's worth of time to record our findings if we're uh, not in a position to write it down. I understand. Oh, and the good news is there's plenty of that fruit left. She held up the bowl we had been eating from all evening and my mind reeled. Oh, of course. Oh, how could I have been such an imbecile? What? Keep your voice down. What? Oh, don't you see? It's... The fruit. Look at it. Look at it. Have you ever seen or tasted something like this before? Well, no, but... It didn't happen. It didn't happen. What didn't? What we saw. What did we see? It doesn't matter. He filled our head with talk of other worlds and drugged us with a psychotropic compound naturally occurring within this fruit. And then, when they escaped... We saw what we wanted to. Dash it all! So what about the Wendigos outside? Now those I don't know. They look pretty real. So did that... What was it? That doorway they went through? I smelled someplace else. The hallucinogenic properties of these fruits have to be rather powerful. And you ate more than any of us. So where did they go? A side door. Perhaps a concealed passage behind the bookcase? Maybe they're holed up right now in a bunker under the house. You want to go look? Yes, I do. We returned to the study and my heart immediately sank. As I noted a shuttered window in the rear wall, I remembered my time in the garden, fetching water and glancing along the side of the house. I could not recall any extension or signs of a basement. But perhaps something lay underground. We examined every inch of the rear wall, testing each book for some kind of hidden catch, and eventually bodily moved the bookcase. There was solid wood behind it. We checked the floor. No trapdoor. I cursed. I don't think that fruit made us loco at all. I think we saw what we saw. I have no evidence to suggest a secret door here. Perhaps they left via the front door and we were disoriented in the dark. Can you still smell that strange air in here? He was performing all sorts of experiments in this room, and we're very likely still affected by the fruit. 
Well, something's bugging me. Ah! What? Nothing, just... Christ, it's cold in here all of a sudden. It's the fruit. We need to rest and collect our thoughts. We've repaired to the drawing room, and I've locked as much as is possible of the evening's events here, to the best of my memory. If this journal is all that is left of us, then perhaps some other shrewd cartographer can unravel this particular sequence of events. All I'll advise is that you don't eat the fruit. This is Private Abigail Gray on October 21st, 1882 in Briar Hill, West Virginia at, what is it? 3 a.m. 3 a.m. It's very dark and very cold and we're hoping we can last the night. We'd stand a better chance if you shut that thing off and stayed quiet. I've felt some real peculiar things in the past hour or so, and I want to record them here. What? I've seen someone. A woman. Who? Greta? No. Look at the picture again. Her. Charlotte. Charlotte. You think she's still in the house? I think part of her is. Abigail, she's dead. Yes. Oh. Come on, tell me you felt that. What? Like a finger. Really cold along my spine. This is... She's standing beside me. Jesus Christ, she's right there. We're in the bedroom now. Oh, God. Abigail, please. Calm down. We're still hallucinating. I know this feels real, but it's a vivid fantasy. You're seeing only what you want to see and feeling... I don't want to feel this! If you look at this with objectivity... How can you do this? How can you be so detached? I don't. I, I mean... From the first day we met you, James, all of those things you went through... Losing your parents. You and me and Lucy. How can you not... It's like you don't even remember. I remember, Abigail. Of course I do. You know how my mind works. Every moment we were together. Every fraction of a second. Every exchange, every look. Is stored away like a photograph. In this archive... I couldn't get rid of them even if I wanted to. But we can't talk about it. Is this really the time? God damn it! Are you crying? No, I'm just angry. Look, let me show you how I maintain my perspective on this situation, at least. Let's imagine for a second that this presence you've been feeling is indeed Charlotte, or perhaps a shade of her. Ignoring all lack of scientific evidence to the validity of this phenomena. Until tonight, you could say the same for that door the professor walked through. Indeed, you could. And we must assume that if the fruit isn't affecting us, then both the door and this entity are real. Then what does she want? Well, she's probably buried somewhere on these grounds. My guess would be under the flower bed. With the Charlottes that Krieger named. Grizzly but gripping, 
All right, so again, what does she want? Well, most of the ghost stories I've heard, they either want to fix some unfinished business or they just want you out of their house. And we can't leave yet due to the Wendigo. Which also may be a hallucination. But we're still operating on the assumption that all of this is real. This is how you think? Like this, but faster. Poor you. So what business can we help her fix, since we're not leaving? I think it's got something to do with Krieger and Greta. They left us, but they also left her. Is that it? Okay. I'm going to pick up her compact mirror here from the nightstand. We need to get her attention. Charlotte? Are you trying to tell us something about the professor? What? I heard the word yes in my head. I didn't. Charlotte? Can you hear us? If you want us to help you, can you stand in front of us? <gasps> Holy mother! Right, my partner seems to be unable to continue this account. She has urged me to take over. I can see nothing, but she claims there is a woman standing right in front of us. The room has become unbearably cold, and our breath is coming out as steam. Abigail, are you able to describe her? Okay. Yes. Uh, a red dress on, and uh, and blonde hair. They're they're floating, like she's underwater. Can you make out her face? I can. I can see her eyes. They're full of stars too. Like. Kretas. Yeah. What do you want? What did she say? It's another language. We don't understand. She just walked through the door. We have to follow her. Right. We're walking now. Abigail has led me back to the study. She's... She's going through the bookcase. Shh. In the left wall. I think there's another room next to this one. Of course. We never looked over there. Then that might well be where our professor is hiding. Alright, I'm in the hallway now. No. No. The corridor just carries on, culminating in the disused dining room. There are no other doors. Wait. Wait a moment. I've seen this. When I was in the garden, I was looking along the western side of the house and I saw this row of shutters. There is another room behind this wall. Well, how do we get through? Smash the wall? No, no, no. no. Far too much noise. I don't... Okay. You want to get to the bottom of this? Truth be told, I'm just scared. I'm just scared out of my mind that we're being stalked by something I can't hit. 
Or that it's all in your mind and it can't hurt you. Look, let's check these books. Same as we thought before, just in a different place. They might activate a secret passage or something. Mm. But if we find a hidden room back there, will you admit that what... Will you admit that what I'm seeing is real? No. It could simply be your adult brain attempting to process information you've already worked out. So what's it gonna take? Honestly, I'd have to know for a fact that there are no unusual substances in our bodies and would have to be in a non-stressful situation in broad daylight with a team of professional scientific witnesses. Well, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. No, but it would be real. Look, see what these books are? Look at this. These are his journals. Look at the dates. See if you can find one for early 1872. Well, that would be... This one. Splendid. Oh. What's that? It's a key. It fell out of the journal. A key with no lock? What does the journal say? Nothing. It's all in German. Can you read any of that? Not a word. Okay, look, nothing's happening here. We have to move this whole thing. Put the Vox tube down. All right. Here we go. Okay. Brace your shoulder again. I knew it. We have found a door behind the bookcase. No handle. It's locked and shut fast. James, try the key. All right. Here. Oh. Now this is far too small for the lock, Abigail. Now the door looks like it's rotting a little. Can we break this down? No, the noise. Oh! Damn it! Look, I want to see what's behind it too, but we cannot afford to attract attention. Perhaps we can search the house for another key, or try picking the lock with... <laughs> You stupid! It's done now. Well, that's just absolutely spiffing. Lock the study door. It's got a key in it already. We'll just have to be really quiet now. Fine. Let's just investigate this room and prepare for what's almost certainly going to be our last stand. I'd like the following inscribed on my tombstone, please. Here lie James Penrose and Abigail Gray, and it's all her fault. Well, I didn't want to go to my inn not knowing what was back there. If tonight's taught me anything, it's to make sure my business is well and truly finished before I go. Because that's the stuff will eat you up even when you're in the ground. Okay, come over here. Look into this new room, Abigail. Can you see her in there? Yes. She's in the corner. God, she's so bright. The room's looking all shiny and new. For the record, we are investigating the confines of this hidden room, and it is far from shiny and new. The curtains have been torn away, the furniture turned over, and the bed is half destroyed. Examining the rear side of the door, recently kicked in by my colleague, scratching and dents suggest the occupant of this room attempted to break it down, to no avail. <sighs> Acrid smell in the air. 
I now detect it was masked by the odours of the professor's study. This appears to have been a ground-floor bedroom, and... Uh, we have found the unfortunate former occupant. Her body is emaciated, roughly a decade of decay. Fingernails damaged, one broken off. Eyes staring, desiccated, but otherwise normal. Red dress, scarf, very similar to Greta's. She tore this room apart. Clearly she was walled in alive. But to what end? Jealousy? You know, if what we saw was real, because this poor lady lends a lot of weight to what I've been seeing, then maybe that fruit came from another world. And I ain't seen those flowers before, neither. The Charlottes. If Gregor named them himself, it could have been because they had no other name anyone could give them. Guilt. I'm sorry this happened to you, ma'am. That ain't any kind of way to treat a lady, or any kind of person. Can you... Can you tell us why? What? She pointed. Over there. The wardrobe. One door is hanging off its hinges. This wardrobe has been half destroyed. But inside, it's a box. Look. Locked. The key! Hold on. We need some room for this. We have crossed back to Krieger's study. The box is now in front of us on the desk. You open it. Oh, no. I don't want you blaming me for whatever comes out. You take the key. You unlock it. Fine. But you open the lid. Shh. But you open the lid. That way we'll have opened it together. Hold on. Hold on. What? Krieger knew about this box. He must have done he told us that whole story. What was his intention? Well, he saw the opening of the box as inevitable, necessary. We could make things worse. We could make them better. Charlotte, do you want us to open it? She said yes before I even got to the word open. That's enough for me. <sighs> well, I'm game if you are. Do it. All right. I'm opening the lid right now. Inside, it's an it's an object wrapped in a silk scuff. Careful. Can you hear that? I can definitely hear something. I'm unwrapping the object. It's hold your candle up. We're looking at a glass orb about the size of an apple, and within. Great Scott! I'm going I'm gonna to pick, pick it up. It's 
Programm. You have been listening to episode 21 of Secret Rooms, Mysteries in the Dark. Written and directed by Alexander Shaw. James Penrose, performed by Alex Shaw. Abigail Gray, performed by Sharon Shaw. Ossuary, composed and performed by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Many Soundscapes by Tabletop Audio. Our $15 patrons get sponsor credit every episode, so thank you too. Joel Robinson, Benjamin Biddle, Abel Savard, Michael Hasco, Connor Kennedy, Angus Lee, Marty Huey, David Sheely, Kevin Vey, Daniel Salguero, Brian Novak, Evan Jankowski, Sarah Montgomery, Dan Hepner, Johan Clayson, Tyler Long, Joe Gesiger, Greg Downing, Tim Rosensky, Christopher Wolfe, Kat Esman, Cassandra Newman, Timothy Green, Matthew A. Siebert, Joseph Gluck, Nick Ord, Duran Barnett, Tom Painter, Finbar Nicole, Jameis Enright, Mark Lux, Dan Mayer, Joe Crow, Chris Finnick, Toby Jungius, Dave Hickman, Aaron Lecluse, Kieran Dashler, Frankie Punzi, and Lorraine Chisholm. Uncivil Outlaw, the first book after Steamheart, the beginning of Phase 2 of the New Century Multiverse, the audio drama series, is in production and will begin its release at the end of Secret Rooms. Meanwhile, the novel is available on Amazon, on the Kindle store, and in paperback form. It's a real page-turner, and it could definitely use a few reviews. <laughs>